Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGA Sports Call-In Show presented by UGASports.com. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, Jason Butt, and always been Choppy Bachman with the nice fish tank in the back, very healthy fish tank in the back, folks. And uh, we've got football to talk about, guys. There was some uh, fall camp. We had interviews with players. We had interviews with Kirby Smart. We'll dive into that. And then also... I kind of want to dive into this uh, conference realignment, guys. It was crazy for me because I was at the beach. I was trying to keep up with my phone as best I could. I finally found a graphic of where all these teams are going, and uh, Jason said it best pre-show. He said the Pac-12 is dead. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get to that. But we, before we do all that, you know how we do, guys. If you are new here or if you're returning, we'd love to know where you're watching us from. So put that into the YouTube comments. We'll shout you out on the screen. And as always, if you want to join the show, you can click that link in the description. It'll put you into the waiting room and we'll bring you on. Also, uh, we can uh, have your comments on as well. So we can put your comments on the screen. If you have any questions, I know there's probably some questions about recruiting uh, with KJ Bolden and Nate uh, Frazier announcing, Nathan Frazier announcing uh, earlier today. So we will answer those as best we can. It was crazy. The KJ Bolden uh, commitment ceremony was one for the uh, memory books so we will uh, touch on that a little bit too jason before we get going though as always how was your weekend my man uh pretty good went and saw uh, shaky graves i don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, his music but um very talented uh musician i thought that was gonna be a movie so no 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 uh trampled by turtles was uh was there too so uh, oh I, I do know trampled by turtles yeah okay. yeah okay. so that was fun um i don't know how much you told our viewers uh about uh, two weeks ago i you know uh about had about with shingles and i am thankfully uh past that i don't recommend to anybody out there getting that which eye was it uh left eye so right here mm. dude it swelled all the way shut and it was a pain like no other. That's, you know, I don't need to bore or gross people out from there. Um, I, I did tell them uh, you had shingles in the eye. <laughs> I had a few folks uh, say that they uh, they knew some folks that had that as well. So Oof, it was brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Thankfully, we're here. Ben, uh, ready for some football? How was your weekend? Good. I mean, I just had an elite dinner. So I am I am feeling good. I had some chicken and rice. And then in the summer, especially on the weekends, the corner on the cob in the summer. Oh, my. I ate like three ears of corn. Oh, love me some corn on the cop. So I, I've, I've eaten good today, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> love um, it. Your, your Mets got swept, Paul. I feel bad for you. Um, so I enjoyed watching them get swept today. And your boy, Frank the Tank, your best friend. Um, I do not like the Mets at all. That, that's that's your squadron. Um, so overall, the weekend was pretty good. Back back at the family's house today, obviously, they don't have a garage door that works. Uh, mm. They don't even have a window in their bedroom because it got smashed from mm. a lightning strike. So it's, you know, a little bit beaten up around these parts, but overall feeling good. Well, that's good. So uh, the George Bulldogs are also feeling good, guys. And uh, we're in fall camp. So if you're not a member of UGASports.com, now's the time to do so. You can sign up. Uh, for $33, we've got the links over on Twitter. And fall camp is kicking into high gear. Jason, what are your first kind of impressions from the outside looking in of uh, this fall camp? Well, it's interesting. Um, you want to see progress. I don't know how much more progress there is to make uh, <laughs> you know, when you're coming off back-to-back -back national championships. 
of course, quarterback is what everybody's going to be looking at. You're breaking in a new quarterback. I think there's some questions in the secondary that people want to see answered. Uh, you're not getting a whole lot of answers yet when it comes to quarterback. Uh, Kirby Smart doing all the right things, trying to keep it as uh, publicly a competition as much as possible, I think. We're all expecting, and it would make sense for Carson Beck to be the guy when it comes to week one. Um, not a terribly hard schedule, especially out the gate, and so you can allow for him to to essentially go in, um, you know, for the staff not to worry. But really, my early impressions, uh, you know, in, in, until we really get a good sense of, uh, you know, I guess from the scrimmages that they do yeah. in the preseason, I think we'll know more then. But really, it's just all eyes on Carson Beck for me to see if he, he can be that guy to uh, step up for, uh, you know, with Stetson Bennett now, uh, you know, 25 years of college done and now off to the NFL. Hey, speaking of Stetson, not to off uh, rail the podcast and the show any, but uh, Stetson's showing up on uh, the old Twitter. Well, I guess you call it X. I don't know what you – I'm going to – X. X now. It's, yeah. it's Twitter to me. So uh, <laughs> he's showing up on the old Twitter, uh, slinging that thing around, threw a nice little uh, touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. Would not be surprised. I, I mean, with Matthew Stafford, God bless him. Uh, I think, you know, we, we know he's, he's very injury prone. I would not be surprised if we saw Stetson – actually started NFL game this year, which is something that uh, I think a lot of people two years ago would have absolutely laughed at. I mean, hell, even last year, honestly. I think there's a decent chance he starts games with Stafford's yeah. injury yeah. history. And you know what? Wait, Paul, this is also – well, still on Georgia, but did you see George Pickens' uh, Georgia Mount Rushmore? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird. One, Mount Rushmore has four people, not five. It does. So it does. Uh, that's what I was curious about. But the names <laughs> on its list – who are his names? Outside of maybe Chubb, I don't know how you put any of these guys on the list. Who who were the folks for the uh, who were the guys on his Mount Rushmore for the folks who didn't see it? It was AJ Green, Matthew Stafford, No. Sean Marino, Thomas Davis, and Nick Chubb. Well, that seems to be just what he grew up with. Yeah, and, you know these guys. <laughs> I think we talked about this on a recent show. How a lot of these guys don't really uh, know the history of of the team the way that a lot of the fans who grew up will never play for Georgia or if they went to college and became a diehard fan and learned the history, you know, these players have just grown up playing ball. And for a lot of them, then they end up at Georgia and, and their history is what they grew up watching. So they have no idea, you know, who uh, I'd be surprised. I actually wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys didn't know who Herschel Walker didn't know who, uh, for, you know, you go all the way back to Sinkwich and, and, and the, you know, the old days, uh, um, you know, there, uh, just just the history of the program. Uh, you know, Vince Dooley, probably a lot of them don't, don't know who he is until they get to college. So I well, think yeah, there's he's, a, he's got a statue, so you kind of got to yeah. know that. Until, until you get there. Right. Uh, that's that's right. what I'm saying. You're, you're not growing up with these guys on TV. Um, and so I think that's probably where George Pickens is coming from. Also, George is uh, just a different bird, man. And that's what I kind of like about that George. is too. Yeah. You know, because Herschel and Champ Bailey both have to be on. But it, it, they don't have to. They don't have to because George is, you know, a young kid. It doesn't. He he never watched them. No, play. I'm not. I'm not saying it's idiotic. In totality, none of us would have that as our list if we were sure. looking at it. But I understand that's what he grew up on. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting. I was more so curious why there were five guys on. A you know, because Rushmore. George beats to his own drum. If he wants five guys on Mount Rushmore, you you gonna tell him it's only gonna be four to his face? I didn't think so. Uh, Patrick O'Neill. You, you gave me like one second to respond. So I, <laughs> Patrick O'Neill, <laughs> Georgia Bulldog and Atlanta Braves fan, 59 years young. This is a great time to be alive. Good, good deal, man. Uh, Christopher James says, uh, "Go dogs." We went from Stets packing a lip to Beck covered in tats. I did see that. That is interesting. And I help money, man. Yeah, you, you, you gotta, you have 
Stetson Bennett, who, like Christopher said, you know, packing lips on the side. That was one of my bigger tweets was when uh, I put it out there. He was packing the lip on the sidelines. And uh, now you've got Carson Beck. He's tatted up on his, I want to say his left leg. He's got 904 for his his uh, Jacksonville area code. I think his right arm's tatted up. Uh, it's a different different, uh, different quarterback. But I, I'm curious to know how, how he's going to be able to get down. One thing, guys, that I did see – kind of in these practice observations was, and Kirby Smart also said it too, because we've been wondering where Jalen Walker was going to fit in. And it seems like Jalen Walker, for all intents and purposes right now, is a middle linebacker. There's photos of him working out with Schumann and Pop and all the middle linebackers. So, you know, I I thought that, and and I think everybody thinks that him filling in an outside backer, he's, he's just a linebacker in general. You have, he's one of the best 11 defenders I think you have on your team. So you have to get him on the field. Yeah. Interesting to me though, that he is practicing with those middle linebackers and not at uh, outside linebacker. Interesting to you guys. No, I, I, I think he always is probably going to be an inside linebacker except for situational times. I think that's what they brought him in. When I interviewed him, he said Glenn Schumann was the lead recruiter. He was going to play mostly inside backer. And then on third downs, a lot of the times they would rush him off the edge. That's what he basically was sold on. He's going to be Quay Walker. That's what he was sold on, and I think that's how they're going to use him. And that that doesn't shock me at all because I think long-term, I mean, if he isn't elite getting after the quarterback time and time again, he has the ability to cover. And I've I've said this for a while. Inside linebackers that can cover are so valuable. People don't think they are, but it's it's one of the things. When I looked at a lot of the linebackers that have came out, out of LSU, for example, the Devin White's in them, they've actually struggled in the NFL because their coverage not because they could play the run and hit and make tackles. That's what a lot of people know him for. In today's game, in the passing game, you got to be able to cover. And Jalen can. That's how versatile of a player he is. I'm not saying he's Micah Parsons, but I think they might use him in that level of a role. His role, not the, he's not the sacks, he's not the talent, but that's how they're going to use him. He's going to be inside linebacker. But if there's situationally that they have to make him pass rush, they'll do that. To me, I look at it like this. Right now, you're looking at Smile Munden with a with an injury, so you need a guy like Walker to, to be able to step up and especially get those practice reps. You you don't want your third inside linebacker moving outside full time. Right. right. Um, that said, yeah, I, I think because he has that skill set, and Kirby Smart has said, you know, this is a guy who has the ability as an inside linebacker to also rush the passer that you can use him situationally. Um, to, to me, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, it was always something that, you know, the fact that he was getting reps and has been getting reps toward the end of uh, last year and, and the, in the spring that it was a maybe a possibility, but definitely not a surprise. The long term, he definitely projects as an inside linebacker. And you don't know, you know, after this year, you got two uh, inside linebackers who, who will have been here for at least three years who may have NFL dreams or aspirations. So there could be an opening there at uh you know to be a starting inside linebacker next year so you don't necessarily want to just move him away from the position and then move him back because long term at georgia he is definitely a an inside linebacker first uh we've got a few of the regulars showing up we've got rhett we've got foster moss and the dog father good evening to all of you uh andy still in the chat yeah mm-hmm. andy's andy's always here yeah oh there he is yeah, All right, I see he's in the chat. Uh, Rhett Womack says, uh, I know it'll be hard to sway Braylon from probably going to Oregon, but Frazier's commitment sure helps. I can see Kirby getting two sets of teammates in the class, Williams and J.J.A.R. Studs. Ben, we haven't had a rumors versus facts uh, show with Blaine Gilmer on it 
a couple weeks. He's been taking care of his boys and getting them ready for school. He'll be back soon. Tell us about uh, tell us about this recruiting uh, weekend and and kind of what's been happening with it. Well, I can't believe that this was a thing last year. There were people who wanted Del McGee's head, which shocks me. Whoa, 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 After, whoa, whoa! Who? Where did you hear this? I, yeah. I mean, they wanted him fired. I mean. From Texas Lane's recruitment. If you check the vault and the vent, people are like, Del McGee's lost it. He's lost it. Mm. If you check after Justice Haynes last year, that would be not me. Why are you yelling at me when you should be yelling at some of the people that because I didn't see it? I didn't see it. (laughs) If if you see some of the hate that that got sent his way, I mean, when you look at it, to get Nate Frazier, to get Chauncey Bowens, to get Dwight Phillips. I one, I've never seen them sign arguably three top 100 running backs in a cycle, and they just did it. I think Nate well, Frazier's number one. They haven't done it yet. They've, they've committed. They've committed, but none of them are taking visits elsewhere. And I think with Nate Frazier, this one, and I think he admitted it now, he said, oh, I didn't commit back in June to Georgia. And now he goes, oh, yeah, I was, but I was lying. He committed on that multi-day unofficial. And I always felt like from not just the intel, but when he says I'm going to take an official visit to Georgia – and I'm saving that for a game, but I'm going to take a three-day unofficial in June, but I'm going to take all my other officials in June. I thought that's interesting. Why is that one school getting saved? You're giving them a whole weekend in June, but you're saving your official for later. I thought that was very that that, that was very telling that, that they were able to pull that off. And I think when you look at Nate, he's the best running back in the country. And last year you got Roger Robinson out of California. You got a running back. He's huge. We talked about it. He's, he's a big back. This year, Nate Frazier's got speed. He's got serious speed. Dwight Phillips has speed. Chauncey Bones, kind of a combination of the two. Great balance, great vision. You get three running backs who I think complement each other well. And we had this debate because running backs are big in the in sports media right now with the NFL oh, sure. contracts. Sure. And I and someone said, asked the question, when you get three backs, how do you use them all and how do you sell that? I think it's a it's a positive. Because if you have two running backs, one, it helps your roster. So obviously from a roster standpoint, there are some people who go, we want that workhorse back. I think Aaron Murray on his podcast was talking about that, about we need the workhorse back. Um, When I said I disagree with that, you have two, three running backs. They keep each other fresh. And NFL teams will say they don't have as many carries on them, but the film's there. We can use them for a long time. That can help them in contract negotiations because they don't have the wear and tear. It actually will help their long-term career in the NFL. So I would use that as a selling point. When people talk about when Nick Chubb said, um, the the more they use us, even when we're good, our value deteriorates in terms of money. Right. Well, guess what? If you put on the film, but you're not being beat up as much, your value goes up. Your value goes up. So that's the formula. And I think when all three of these guys say we're going to be the next Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, you can sell that to them and say we're going to use all three of you in a different way and we're going to keep you fresh. I think it works, and I thought that was fantastic. And also, a quick note, that is the first recruit Georgia's landed from modern day out of high school um, ever. Uh, JT Daniels went there, but that was as a transfer. First time they landed a kid out of a top five high school football program in the country. Well, there you go. And also, speaking about running backs, Kenny McIntosh kind of showing up, to your point, not so much tread, uh, you know, was taken off the tire, so to speak, for for Kenny when he was at Georgia. He played a lot, but not really until at least his junior, senior year over there showing out in Seattle. He did get hurt though. So hopefully he comes back. Uh, that can always be a problem. I think he sprained his knee in kind of a mock game. So, you know, it's, it's always a problem uh, 
for those guys that are seventh picks, you know, undrafted free agents to kind of stay on the roster after that. But I've been hearing good things about Kenny up in Seattle. So it goes to your point, Ben, and you can also sell that. Uh, Dogfather says, is it crazy to compare Dwight Phillips to James Cook? I saw Dwight uh, had their scrimmage against McKeatron uh, this past weekend. He looked pretty decent. Uh, Jed May was on scene for that. So we've got some some highlights of that and everything over on UJSports.com. Things a little too early right now, Dogfather, to compare those two, but uh, very well could. They're both kind of the same, almost the same player there. We've got Webheaded Hero saying, uh, thank you all for keeping me updated on CFB while living in Los Angeles. No one here knows anything about it. I saw someone in an LSU shirt yesterday, and they didn't even know it was a college. That's terrible. I don't. How is that even possible to wear a shirt? Maybe like you just picked it up for the, the style of the, the purple and gold. At the thrift store? I mean, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. What? That's bizarre. That's, I don't know, but uh, I couldn't live in a place where they don't know about college football. And talking about college football, while we're realigning, we'll, we'll jump to realigning, unless you guys have anything else to talk about for uh, fall camp here at Georgia. It's kind of, you know, I, I saw where uh, Javon Bullard talked about the hit and how he had moved on from it. What's there to move on from? I mean, it was a hit. It was football. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess he got criticized by the Ohio State fans who wanted a penalty. I mean, yeah, I mean, but what's there to move on from? There were angles that showed that was clearly not a targeting. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is he told everybody, like, look, I've moved on from it. Why hasn't everybody else? You know, I, no, I, well, it's a new season. It's it's a new season because are people yeah. still going to be talking about Tyler Simmons and some of the infamous George yeah. games? No, I mean, they don't yeah. care anymore. You know yeah. what? I'm happy though that we've moved. I feel like finally. They moved on from the From Fields thing. I am. I feel <laughs> blessed that that's over. Because that, that ended. It, that at least ended in 2021. When yeah. or yeah, yeah at that, least ended that, that, the national like, title. I'm like, can yeah, that? Can one. there not be threads on it once a week? When this has not been a situation for a couple of years, like, can we stop that? And it finally stopped. So I feel so blessed that that is over. Somebody sure. said uh, Harrison's still illegal. Uh, Harrison's still asleep. I don't know why it's illegal. Oh, Andy's well, the illegal one. Yeah. Yeah. Comment uh, Christy said uh, they bought that shirt from Goodwill. Andy <laughs> said, you see the official said it was illegal. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it also that official might've been just trying to get his name out there too. Whatever. I, you know, I mean, like Georgia fans did with Tyler Simmons was on sides, Ben, cause you bring that up and they're still doing it. I mean, on, right on point right there. You see it. Lucky man. Says Tyler Simmons was on sides. Uh, you're going to have Ohio State fans say it was an illegal hit for, I mean, how long ago was that for Tyler Simmons? What? 17, seven? 17 season. Yeah. yeah. Six, seven years. People are still saying that. Which it really was. It really was a false start before that. Or, uh, or off. Was it off? I mean, yeah, it would have been a false start. Um, yeah. The two so, guys, the two guys moved before the snap on Alabama. Also, I hate all that either. I hate the injury excuses. When the one team that wins also has injuries, like do people ever bring up the point that Nolan Smith did not play versus Ohio State, that Darnell Washington was out the second play, that George Pickens played half the amount of snaps as Jameson Williams in the national championship game and had within 15 yards of him at that point. And then you also had Adam Anderson was their best pass rusher. He was out. Tyke was your nickel. He was out. Then you had uh, Brinney was the nickel most of the year. He was benched. So over 200 yards was accounted to a third-string nickel in the SEC championship game. Nobody brings up those points. I'm not saying it's a – You, it's a you sound thing. exactly like how the Ohio State fans are going to say. No, but here's the thing, Harris. though. Nobody brought those up. Did you ever hear that get brought up? 
No. No, especially in the media. It never got brought up. It always does with the losing team. So when Nick Foles beats Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, I mean, he beat him. We had Big Dick Nick. I'm sorry for saying that. Beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so, like, injuries happen. And even sometimes the team that's injured prevails. I mean, Georgia was just as injured as Alabama and prevailed. And they had injuries going into Ohio State. Lad McConkey didn't even have a hamstring and was playing against Ohio State. But he had a donkey, though. So he had a donkey. He had so, a donkey. Joshua Hammond says, uh, hello, gents. Stuck in the ATL airport for eight hours. Mm. That's terrible. I, I'm That's sorry, funny. man. Andy says, but there was clear tape that shows Simmons was on. I get it, Andy. I get it. People are going to say there's clear tape that it was an illegal hit. It, this isn't going away is what I'm getting at. Javon Bullard, I think, wants it to go away. Uh, yeah, but I, all right. I mean, I don't, yeah, Javon Bullard wants it to go away. I don't think Javon Bullard should care. I mean. I don't think so Just, either, but, yeah. but he's going to get questions asked like he did. That's what But, but look at that play, and I think it's it's going to be subjective. You're going to have uh, fans of each team are going to say one thing, and then you're going to have neutral observers who are also going to disagree. Tyler Simmons, you can't disagree with at all whatsoever. Fundamentally, he was on sides. I know. I'm just telling you. It, it's gonna I know what you mean, though. The, like The people are going to continue to harp on that right. because they lost. Because yeah, their team lost. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, Dogfather yeah. says that big official that talked out probably went to Buford. That's that's pretty funny. That was uh, if you guys oh. missed it. Uh, KJ Bolden decided to commit to Florida State University. Uh, we had heard that Georgia was in it. We had heard that Auburn was making a push, which they did. And then later, uh, so he announced Saturday, seven thirty. Uh, later in the day on Saturday afternoon, we had heard Georgia felt like they were in a pretty good spot, but Florida State uh, came in with a bigger NIL deal and kind of sealed the deal there. Ben, I see you're holding your finger up. Yeah, I want to get. I have a question. So, was the first commitment like um, the live reaction? Was that the first one you've been on all year? Uh, live reaction commit watch, like yeah, for for the one with KJ Bone. Was that the first one you did with Roddy all year? I don't know. Probably. I've done plenty of them in the past, though. Well, that explains why Georgia didn't get him. I mean, didn't you go that 2021 season? Wait a minute. Also, I have fact specs up the 2021 season. We sent Paul to one game. That's the championship game. Is that a fact? I only speak in facts. I, I only do. And right. that happened. And Georgia lost. They can blame you. They had to – oh, the first commitment watch along Georgia doesn't get a five-star. Or, or a commit, I mean. Usually we, we feel confident that Georgia's going to end up planning them. So we do the stream. He chooses Florida State, and then we have Paul going. <laughs> and it says he, he was on the stream. Wow. If Roddy just did it with Jed or Roddy did it by himself or with me or Jason or somebody, he probably would have committed to Georgia. He's like, Balls this bum. Balls the jinx. Hey, you know, might be, might be. Uh Let's move on from that because I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I, I have no control over his NIL deals. Paul's uh, a Buford asset per sources. <laughs> hey, look, I, I there was the vault was going crazy on uh, UGA sports. There, there's not a high school hated by like there's not a, a group of a fan base more than Buford. Like now that vault, like when I check the vault, it's like there's six threads about Buford. It's What's like, crazy geez. is I live 10 minutes from the school, too. It's a beautiful campus. Beautiful. Oh, mm. It's better than some colleges. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, they, got nice, they got some nice it's facilities nice. there. But I'm everybody's like, like, basketball hey. court they have? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, it's a basketball it's like arena. 
I mean, it's it's not just a. I mean, it's a full on arena. You could host college games in there. Yeah. And basketball is one of the sports they're worst at, and they yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, Jermaine King says uh, he's been on every Buford player's commitment video. All right, Jermaine, don't don't get yourself kicked out of here, Jermaine. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, uh, Paul Phil King's uh, video. Yeah. What I was. Yeah. What I was getting at was though, folks were calling for like Rayola to to transfer out of Buford, you know, that's not going to happen. So uh, Chrissy says, who's the guy that committed today real quick, Ben, uh, who is he? Give me, give me a reader's digest on him. That is uh, Nate Frazier, the number one all purpose back out of California at a modern day high school. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, Chrissy, go check him out. He's pretty good. Let's talk about, let's bring Eddie on first. What up, big Eddie. Hey boys. Eddie. How are y'all? Oh, Can there you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Oh, um, all right. Now he's now he's good. He was glitchy for a second. Yeah, I see you got the sixty-five-seven shirt on. That's a it's a nice shirt there. I, I love this shirt because people just you know you you know it when you see it. If you know, you know, right? Yeah, maybe go wear that in uh, California and see how many people don't know uh, what shirt you're wearing. Because apparently somebody yeah. had an LSU shirt on and didn't know that either. Eddie, how was your weekend? Makes my man? no sense. Good. I have to tell you guys, and uh, I think the kids call it old AF or old AF, uh, which is what I am. So two things for me, guys. Yeah, (laughs) AF. Okay. Uh, My youngest baby, I say baby, he's 6'5", 250, if you want to call him a baby. He's he's heading off to college, so we're going to be empty nesters on Wednesday, starting Wednesday. And tomorrow, guys, and I don't know how old you are, Ben. You look like you're younger than this age. I will have been married to my wife, loving wife, who's upstairs allowing me to do this for 30 years. We met in college wow. in Georgia. Congratulations. We married 30 years. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Pretty amazing. So you're going to have the and, empty and nest. time so, goes uh, by like that. So, so you, you looking forward to the empty nest there? No, no, not at all. Oh. I, 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 I like having my boys around. It, it, it is what well, it is, though. They have ben, to move on ben is and trying to relocate. the real world. Ben is trying to relocate from uh, Baltimore down to the area. So if you have a room available, maybe you guys can link up after yep. the show and uh, discuss that. Where, so, where I'm sitting right now, we got plenty of room, Ben. You can come down. And we don't go, have paneled walls or an aquarium, but you can come down yeah. here. So. <laughs> you have to adjust the drywall, Ben. You know, but yeah. Well, Southern food is better than up. Dude, I hate. I, I don't know what Jason's opinions are because I, I hate the crabs up here, dude. People are just obsessed over. I'm like, no. I'm oh, I, was, food. I was thinking something else there, Ben. But all right. Oh, hey, hey, I do want to say, Jason, Jason, I'm glad you're better. Yeah, uh, thanks. This man. sounded awful. I mean, I'm I'm on my second shot to get rid of those things. And my grandfather dealt with those. Oof. It's awful. And 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 I can't imagine it being in your eye. I mean, that just sounds right. like absolute. Oh, it was the most painful thing. I'm actually oh fortunate. Gosh. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Thankfully, the virus didn't get in it because, like, if it gets actually in your eyeball, it can create vision loss. And so, it thankfully, it didn't go all the way. But yeah, it was. You can still kind of see it. See, like little. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, it looks like yeah. it looks like mosquito bites right now. That's why I got the hat on. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right, it, but it's it's, it's good. Hat. It's all falling off. I, it's I, it's I all falling. Off. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. And two, the hat, yeah. the, I love your hat, but it drives me crazy. Every time I look at your hat, I think it's a New York Jets hat. That's what it looks like when you really? 
that up. No, I that's a Masters. Masters? Masters? Yes. Yeah, I thought Just it was the color. I know what it is. I know what it is, but at a glance, I, I'm like, Jets hat. And then it's. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we no, do have a, we do have an update here, guys. Uh, the LSU shirt guy said he printed oh, it, but I also had the same thing happen with a guy in a Clemson hat. Also, I'm a former UGA cheerleader. Go dogs! Hey, you're a big guy. You're, you know, nice. Yeah, congrats to you, man. I was never. Oh yeah, I, I knew I knew a girl who wore a Clemson shirt like every day and never knew what Clemson was. So that's another one. I, was, I don't understand. Clemson's popularly unpopular. I love how I'm not going to put it up here, guys, but we've gotten uh, Chrissy has asked who's the oldest in the chat. And, you know, she's uh, she's congratulating you there, Eddie. And then no, JT's older than me. Dogfather's older than me, I think. And then uh, Must Champs reading glasses just goes, Chrissy, I'm sure you're hot. So, you know, that's where this chat's going <laughs> tonight, guys. So, um, no, I want to talk about conference realignment, though, Eddie. I was on vacation last week and. Man, what has happened? The big. The Big Ten is now the Big 18. Uh, the ACC seems to just be standing pat, but maybe adding more. This all happened within, what, 48 hours, guys? 72 hours? I mean, there were schools jumping around. The Big 12 now has, I don't even know, 4, four. 8, 12. They have 16. Oh, Big 12, sorry. Yeah, and then the Pac-12 Pac has 4. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening to college football, Eddie, from a fan's perspective? Well, and it, so it is the Pac Four now. Is that what we're going to deal with? I, I think the Pac, I think the Pac Twelve is going to be long gone here. It's going to be the Mountain West. No, that, yeah. that, the top two out of the Pac Four are going to play in the Rose Bowl. Mm. You know, it'll be a great. Yeah, how are they going to redo that? Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. But no. I think well, the, college, the Rose Bowl's yeah, in the playoff know. now, though. What a mess! going to change. But yeah, but I'm when sure it's not in the playoff, yeah, it's still well, Big Ten, Pac-12. Not, not anymore. Right, right. Anyway, not anymore. Exactly. But I'm sure the, the playoff wants well, to you know, We can get it now. Yeah. Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll have to be a, uh, you know, it'll just have to be – they'll have to redo the um, – when it's not in the playoff cycle that year. Well, I mean, I guess it would be, right? Anyway, it's going to expand. I don't know what we're talking about here. It's going to be in the playoff no matter what. Right. So all that stuff's out the window whenever they well, configure. All, all this is – all this is – obviously football driven right because that's what makes everything happen but i think drinkwitz i think it was eli drinkwitz that brought this up this is a great point what's going to happen with girls softball um you know lacrosse etc where they're going to have to travel from oregon all the way across to i don't know maine or whatever to play another team that is just not feasible when you think about those kinds of things i don't know how that's going to shake out it's absolutely well, it, nuts it could on? be. It could be because the whole reason the teams want to move, the whole reason Colorado wants to go back to the Big Twelve, the whole reason why you, you know USC, UCLA did last year, and Oregon and Washington now to the Big Ten is for the TV revenue. So they can the SEC right now. They can pay everybody sure. to go across the country and do whatever. So that's really why you have the Big Eighteen now. The SEC's got sixteen, and the Big Twelve and the ACC basically have to fight out the rest of the revenue sharing for tv rights and the pack 12 is just kind of left in the dust they're the ones the ones you feel sorry for when it comes to the pack 12 uh i think cal and stanford will figure it out somehow some way whether it's um you know big 10 or they might go independent or, or yeah and i think cal and stanford can both go independent um oregon state and washington state i, I you know if you were a like going back to your point eddie if you're a uh, women's college athlete and you're at one of those two schools and you came there to play Pac-12 
uh, at athletics at, at, you know, at that high level, especially in uh, what softball and some of the other sports that the Pac-12 is swimming historically good at uh, women's basketball. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're done. I mean, I don't know what, yeah. there's no conference that is going to want either of those programs uh, given where, given how, how big 16, 18, 14, uh, six, 16, uh, you know, the, the sizes, I mean, why would they need to take on uh, programs from Corvallis and uh, Pullman? Uh, they're, they're just not. Here's the thing, though, guys. Here's the big thing. Andy makes my point for me. Rutgers to Southern Cal midweek yep. baseball game. What ha- I mean, I get what you're saying, Jason, and saying that you know they now have extra money with these TV rights deals, but that's a long trip. Like, I don't know how far that is. I'll, I'll do some research while you guys and- talk about it. But from New York to Los Angeles, what's the, what's the time on that flight? Probably five um, six hours. Yeah. And you're doing that midweek while you're trying to trying to. I don't know if you guys baseball it wouldn't be midweek. Baseball, yes, in conference series or weekends. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, with NIL, it's just it's you know, and not to mention all of college athletics is is kind of a charade anyway when it comes to education. I mean, if we're calling it how it is. Yes, there are college athletes who do take advantage of the educational opportunities, but college athletics itself is not stood up to benefit these people athletically. Yeah, it's, but it's, they're, they're, they're student athletes, though. They're student athletes. That's what they. That's what they're called right now. Yeah, sure. That's what they're called. I mean, but are they? I mean, is is, is the whole thing has been kind of a farce, and they're and the players are just now having the opportunity to make money for the work that they put in. Uh, flight time, New York to L.A. Five hours, 56 minutes flight time from L.A. Uh, and or f- excuse me, miles from New York to L.A., 2,475. So six hour flight there and back for even even it like Ben said, even if it's just a weekend series, that's a really long yeah. time. And, and like Eli Drinkwitz said, football will be fine. Football will. There's nothing that's going to happen to football. They fly in. They leave. They come in on certain days anyway. It doesn't matter if they're flying across the country or not. They get to fly on charter planes. These other teams fly commercial. You see them in Hartsfield-Jackson all the time, you know, boarding up women's softball to go play whoever. It's tough, man. It's tough. And Jamie said all about the money. It's, it's everything now. You look at some of the coaches, like it just still boggles my mind that you see like Notre Dame head coach leaving for another job and Oklahoma coach leaving for another job. We have these teams, Texas and Oklahoma and USC and UCLA leaving for other conferences still just boggles my mind. Cause that's, and it's all for money. Cause that's, and, and you know what? I understand. It. I understand it from their perspective. They're trying to profit. And you look at some of these leagues, they're going to be devalued when they come across this playoff format. I don't know if it's been nailed in or not. You, you guys could tell me cause I, I know it's going to be a 12-team playoff, but how are you going to do? Because I thought it was going to be six conferences. Yeah, they're going to have to change. They have to rethink it. Yeah, you have to rethink that because how are you going to put? Okay, you want to put one like a Mount West or some team like in one of those conferences gets an automatic bid. Fine, but it's got to be cut to like if the ACC withholds and the Big 12. I guess you can throw them in there. It would have to be four at this point, and then maybe an at-large. You can't give six at-larges who win their conference in there at that point. Because are we going to put the AAC and the Mount West winner both in a college football playoff? That would not do well. The the viewership would not do well for those games. That really counteracts 
everything that they're trying to do with the playoff and parity and getting better quality games and spreading the talent when you had people from um, USF and then you get a team from the Mountain West getting in the playoff. I, I, that, I don't think that's profitable. Because they in, in basketball, you can win in the March Madness. That's why I said basketball is going to be fine. As long as um, some of those rivalries stay in season, basketball is fine in terms of the games we see. But in college football, I still hope we get be crazy, Ben. They're, yeah, but they're flying in to play one game and they're flying right back out. That's going to you talk about some jet lag. Let's wait till we see those schedules in 2024 where, uh, you know, USC ends up playing their away games. Basketball, yes, you're right. In a financial standpoint, we'll be fine. But there are going to be – there's going to be times, I guarantee you, where USC, UCLA are just going to stay on the East Coast for probably two weeks and just play four games. Well, well that's why I think – Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the Big 12 is fine because I still think they're a competent football conference, and their basketball conference is the best. They got Arizona. They got all these basketball powers. Right. When you look at – um, some of these, the ACC, I think, you know, it's interesting for the future of this is Notre Dame. NBC's got to deal with the Big Ten now. Notre Dame as an exclusive brand by itself, I think, isn't as valuable, especially when you, your coach tells you I'm the winningest coach in program history and I'm going to go to an SEC school. What does that say about Notre Dame? So I think Notre Dame's the big school that everyone, no one knows because there were rumors about Clemson and Florida State going to the Big Ten, which I think if that happens, you can say the Big Ten is as good of a football conference as the SEC if they get those two with Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. You could say they're as good and deep of a conference as the SEC if they get Clemson, Florida State. But nobody's talking about Notre Dame because remember last year, everyone was like, what's Notre Dame going to do? That's what I'm curious because at some point, I think by next year, you're going to hear something about Notre Dame. They can't stay independent for too long because their value as a lone brand is going to go down. And then the money, some of these conferences and then, and the TV deals with the mass of these teams is just going to continue to go up because the only thing that's profitable on live TV is sports, especially football. Notre Dame is going to be interesting because I think them in the SEC will be very fascinating. What were you about to say, Eddie? Well, I was just going to say the expansion of these conferences, you know what's going to happen. We all want expanded playoffs. It's going to be playoffs to win the conference. That's what's going to happen. We're going to get these massive conferences, and we're going to have to have a playoff to determine the winner of a conference and then go to the playoffs. That's what's coming. Mm. You, you look at the Big Ten because, as you said, Ben, if Clemson and Florida State hypothetically left, that's a 20-team conference. Right. I mean, that might as well be its own league. You're, you're almost yeah. to the NFL number. I mean, you're only, right. you only need 12 more. Might as well <laughs> merge with, with the ACC at that point and just create NFL, you know, the, a minor league NFL system. Uh, just have a schedule. Just, just do it like that. Um, it, 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 it's crazy to see the Big Ten get this big this quickly. And um, that, that's huge. But, but the thing with football is uh, you have 18 teams. Uh, you know, what, how is that scheduling going to look? I mean, I mean you're, you're essentially going to – probably still have division. Maybe you have more than two divisions at that point. And you just yeah. stick to, uh, you know, these teams in your area and you don't even travel. And then like you said, Eddie, then you have to have a playoff. You, mm-hmm. you, cut, the, you cut the season down because you have to have these playoff games for those. Or maybe you don't, because you're not going to lose the revenue for the, for the game. But uh, yeah, you're, you're going to see this season lengthen out even more. If, if these conferences keep growing at, at that rate, I think that's an excellent point. I mean, 18 teams, 20 teams, possibly. I mean, that's, it's wild. How many games could we? Re- I I think you're getting where we're now. We're all kind of talking this up, and we're getting to I think the the final point here of this. 
is with this many teams, the schedule has to lengthen, which TV, that's what TV wants. They want sure. more games because more games equals more revenue, which then the schools want that because they're then getting the revenue from the TV. Or shorten the season and 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 add those playoff games like Jason was talking about. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I yeah, and I said that, and then immediately was like, they're not. I mean, no, they're not. The NFL is continues to you know the the player safety concern in the NFL. They say we don't care. We're adding a 17th game, and they're going to keep doing that as as long as they can get away with it. And I think college football, especially now that they can justify it with players getting NIL deals, I think you're going to see that going in that direction just kind of thinking out loud here because that would make more sense. You're not going to decrease games, but if you can say, well, the players are getting paid now. So, I mean, we can yeah, give them more games. But you're not, you know you're not, yes, you're decreasing the regular season, but you're increasing the playoffs. Well, not for every revenue. team, but not for every yeah, team. You're not getting right. every I, team. I understand that, but I mean, those games are worth more valuable than a regular season game, I would think. But I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You get seven oh. or eight regular season games, one bowl game, you're going to get more revenue from the oh. seven or eight than you would one bowl. Go ahead, Ben. You know what the TV companies want? I was listening to someone talking the other day about what's the problem with baseball is that people wish the baseball playoff, he said, in August, where all the attention would be there versus October when college football's ramped up like georgia was i think playing florida when your Braves were in the world series and a lot of people just like college football and that takes away from them the the companies in august they would want more college football in august they would want the oh, season yeah. to start sooner because then you don't have some like in the summertime you see the espns and fox and all of them they're they don't have anything to talk about in terms of sports college football would get bigger in terms. There'd be more people talking about it if it started earlier in August, because the other NFL hasn't started yet. So you get all that time to start talking about that. You have the more conferences. I think that would be where they want to go because they would get more TV time. One that the companies want more games and they want that earlier on because I, like I said, August, July is when they're the most dead because baseball is a sport going on and it's a regional sport. Like everyone, like you, you guys can see the Braves, but you guys can't see. Like I'm up here with the Orioles. Me and Jason can see them, but we can't see the Braves because it's a regional sport. For college football, it's a national sport. They want that stuff in August because now, you, if you turn on ESPN or Fox, you're getting like power slap leagues and stuff like that. You get football earlier on in August, and you get more talking on national TV. That's what they want for the money because yeah, that's I mean, yeah, but so doesn't that start the season earlier? Because August right now is kind of a dead month for them. But doesn't that cut into their time to talk about LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers? I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Yeah, I guess it would. But I mean, to to Ben's point, I was watching ESPN today. It was the regional matchup. It wasn't even an elimination game. It was on ESPN Little League World Series of some team from Louisiana versus the Western Texas team. It was not even an elimination game. It was on the primetime ESPN spot. So yes, I would. I think that would be huge. Andy brings up a big point, though. The heat would be brutal. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to find a way to to kind of get around that. But, you know. I, well, I you think say they, Columbia is a cheat code. You think it's the hottest thing to ever exist. Yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Columbia would be brutal right now. It, to, like, play a game. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Just go play in hell. Just go yeah. play in hell. Yeah, I mean, you, you might as well. Um, but I, I think – you know, we're, we're kind of getting to that. We're kind of getting to that point. I think you, you go the other side. You're you're playing. I mean, I don't think you could play in August. To, I mean, you can't justify that in these no, southern it's, states. It's, it's, it's hot. You know that's what the TV wants, though, Jason. That's oh, no, uh, yeah, if, if you could, but there's just no way. But I still think if you if you go into December and instead of having 
Um, and, you know, competing with those other low-level bowl games, uh, you could have a lot more – you could add to the schedule in early December. I think that's something that TV companies would, would definitely love, yeah. uh, especially, um, you know, that, that way you had regular season NFL, you still had college football, uh, you know, major matchups. You, you could even spread them out Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, – maybe not Sunday, maybe Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, NFL Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the bowl season in uh, early January, playoff season, I should say, in early January. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up, guys, because it's it's quite interesting to me. I wonder, obviously, SEC is bringing in Texas and Oklahoma if they're done adding. You know, it, it's all speculation now, but FSU wants to get out. I saw where J.P. Morgan, I think Andy put in the chat too, uh, J.P. Morgan is backing them to kind of get them out of the ACC. Clemson would be a good ad. I'm just kind of looking at these ACC teams. UNC would be a decent ad if you're, you know, basketball related. They have some decent football teams too. Uh, maybe Virginia Tech to get that Virginia market. I, you'd be, you'd want Virginia over Virginia Tech. Either one. Right? North Carolina is interesting. Charlotte's I think North Carolina is interesting. They're good academics and they can be competitive in multiple sports. I just don't know. I don't think like outside of uh, you know I've obviously heard all the stuff about Florida State, but I don't know if it makes sense for it doesn't really make sense right now for the ACC to the teams to to panic and, and leave and join these these conglomerates. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a what happens in Texas? What happens to Georgia Tech? Uh, Georgia, no, Georgia Tech, Ben, I know you're laughing because because I thought about that too. I that's, said, your, that's your school. I know you have a lot of you know <laughs> friends and family. They're tech people. I do have some family that went to Tech, yeah. but um, And I know you're kidding, but that's funny how you brought that up. Uh, I'm not kidding. The Tech is a huge market in the sense that it's the Atlanta market. But Atlanta folks don't care. They suck. But it's, it's not bad, just though, it's, look, 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 listen, Linda. It's not just the Atlanta market. It's the Metro Atlanta market. You can get teams. You can get no. games. Jason's right. Teams. They do not care. Those people care about Georgia. Care. I know they care about Georgia. You're not. You're not getting the market with Georgia Tech. Georgia owns the market. You're not getting anything with that. They're just an engineering school. No, They're just I'm not an engineering about the school. school. I'm talking about this. Like if the big were to take them, the big now has a footprint in Atlanta to where you get to watch big. Wait, games. who do you like, want to take them? The Big Ten? You no, already just, can watch the Big Ten down here. You get every Big Ten you, game you want, and you don't. They don't need it. You already the see Big them. Ten and the SEC are everywhere. Nobody wants Georgia Tech, Paul. The Big Twelve is not like Georgia Tech, Paul. When was the last time they made a bowl? When was I'm the last talking, time they made a bowl? It doesn't matter, Ben. It doesn't matter. They it's the, they, it's they the Atlanta market. Nothing. Paul, but those those Thursday sports. night games with the city in the background, that's so awesome, isn't it? Come on. Hey, somebody wants Paul, that market, Eddie. Oh, my sport. gosh. If you would have told garbage. me Duke, I would be like, okay, Duke in basketball is the biggest conglomerate. And, you know, in football, they had Danny Dimes. In recent memory, they had Danny Dimes. They're a good academic institution. Duke is something that's interesting. Georgia Tech is a joke. But I, I get what Paul's saying. He's saying, well, Atlanta, it's a big city. The, the thing is, you have to have people who care. You have to have people who you are have, interested. You have people. Georgia Southern might be on par with Tech. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's the crazy part. They're mm-hmm. on par. And I'm not look, saying this as I am laughing, but it's true. Look, it gets him in the market. And then like JT Thompson said right here, lots of folks who live in Atlanta graduated from a big school. I know a ton of people that graduated. They, already they, probably, they probably went to Buford, Paul. They probably went to Buford. <laughs> 
They, you can't watch the big down here. You can't watch the Big Ten Network down here unless you buy it, Jason. It's on every sports package. Nobody buys sports packages anymore. Yeah, I get the, it's on streaming. I, 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 I have Hulu. You get, you get the Big Ten Network on Hulu. You can get that anywhere in the country. It doesn't matter where you are. Big You're Ten getting everywhere. The Big Ten Network. You're only getting – I don't get it down here on my Hulu. You're only You're getting broke. it because you have – You're you have, I'm trying to find a school that's close because to Because you don't have the sports package. You no, have to you have do little add-ons. You're an intern for 10-plus years. This is what I'm talking about. Right here, Jermaine King. He's talking about the TV markets. Yes, the opponents will get more TV exposure because of the larger market. That's what I'm talking about. Golly, do you guys know anything? I went to school for this shit. You guys know anything about TV markets? I know. I get, I, get, market. I, get, I get what you're saying. But nobody needs – nobody and those other conference conferences need Georgia Tech for those for, to get the Atlanta <laughs> market. You don't need to. No, they don't. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Wait, isn't Clay? I, I feel Georgia like every Southern? major, every major program, Clay every Hilton major program Southern? trying to be, get exposure and recruit in the Atlanta and the and in the South and in Georgia, they already do. Ohio State already recruits really well down there. You think getting Georgia Tech in the Big Ten, Illinois is now going to be able to recruit because their game is now uh, Georgia Tech is now being shown in some other city or state or whatever that's ridiculous Paul. Ohio what's state? georgia state called the blue panthers the blue panthers <laughs> are a bigger sell think about this they would know michigan tech they know michigan state they know michigan michigan state they might know georgia you could just say georgia state georgia state sounds better and guess what they're not just a, a tech school where most of the kids can't get into it look, look at all these elite recruits i guarantee you in the top 100 90 some percent of them don't want to be engineers so they're not going to go to tech anyway no but tech is so limited paul they're limited in who can they if your math score isn't at a certain rate, they can't take you. It's they used this to be in the is, SEC. Look, look this is that's a great point. It, Ben's right. Is. Georgia State has a bigger following in Atlanta than Georgia Tech does. That's look, a great point. Is, Andy's Andy's backing me up here. Michigan plays Tech in Atlanta. That's the pull for the big to get. Like I, I don't know how else to explain this to you guys. Why recruits going to go? No, you can't because, because it's not you're in wrong. the big house. Paul, so you're saying they're going out to sell? It does not matter. Tech is a barren wasteland at this point. Okay, you, you tell it to the TV execs. You tell it to the TV execs. Paul, Honestly, why has nobody talked? So I even see West Virginia getting talked about going to the ACC. I don't see. Has anybody here heard anything about Tech? One of these. Nope. Uh, not to mention, they, they tried to get back in the SEC nobody. not long ago, and the SEC does never wanted them back. SEC they, doesn't need them. They have they them. Should not, yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's, that's the, the point. point. The SEC they had them. They had them, and they left, and then they were like, "Oops, sorry, guys, we won't back." And they said, "Nah, you guys are a joke." Yeah. Right, there's know. no poll. There's no, there's no poll. Okay, I, I see what Andy's saying. Yes, there's a ton of Michigan alums in, in Atlanta. That'd be half the stadium. It's half the stadium for when Georgia comes. I get all that. TV exec, that doesn't matter. That's not a TV thing. That's, they should have that's been, a, like, a local big city that has a big alumni base. Sure, Michigan might enjoy that. That has nothing to do with the overall theme that you're saying, getting into another market. You get Georgia to switch conferences if you want that market to be able to pull more eyeballs onto your conference. And that's obviously not happening. Also, if they get Florida State and Clemson, they're basically – if the Big Ten did, they'd be down in the south. I mean, the Big 12 – the Big 12 is already in Florida. They're already in Florida. Like, they're already in all these southern states. Why do you states think they took that team from Florida, Benjamin? UCF is a – They could have taken program. Why didn't they go out of the program? program? 
They are the national champions of the 20, what was it, 2018 or 2017 season? They're the true national champions of that season, Paul. Paul, and why did they take, take a national back? championship program and say the Big 12 doesn't take it? Because you can't take you can't take ACC teams right now. There's a, the buyout's too big. Oh, is that it? Oh, really? It. Oh my gosh! That's it. Are so you kidding me? Paul. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Well, <laughs> they they should. You know what they should do? I think Tech should just totally change their plan. Crush. That's what I think. No, it's not even about football, Eduardo. It is about <laughs> the TV market. They're That's horrific at everything else. You have to own the TV market to, to be able to be relevant in that TV market to go somewhere. Paul, they, they, they have, have no pull in states. the market. They already have Southern states in like all those conferences at this point. <laughs> if you're the Big Ten, are you taking tech? What did you say I earlier? Saw... Florida State, Clemson, Clemson. You talk about a southern market, right? Clemson, South Carolina does not control the state of South Carolina, but the big is an hour out. and a half or so. What from Atlanta? <laughs> it's, <laughs> if you get Clemson, you get two time championship be, program. Tech would have been in the big Ten by now if anybody wanted them. The, the ACC's got some big fees to get out, guys. We'll see what happens when Paul, those fees. They go. ran the triple option. They should be a glorified military. They should not have engineers. They should just have it should be a military school of Georgia. They should, <laughs> this is where we're putting all of our military men and women into this school. Army of the South. Do. If you run the triple option, that's where you should be. You should be a military school. If you this run the triple we're putting option, all of our military, military men and women. School, you heard it here from Ben Bachman first, guys. This is where we're putting all our military men and women down on. Uh, uh, the trade school and um, if you run the triple option, that should be a rule. You have to be a military school to be allowed to run the triple option. Look, I think, yeah, Foster said this is an ACC call-in show now. No, guys, I, I think what uh, what I'm Probably getting at better is, viewers than an ACC look, call-in show. Look, but we're, this is this is the talk now because these conferences are getting so big. You have you have these talks, and you know I love playing a little devil's advocate here and there. It, it riles up the crowd, if you will. Maybe I was being for real. Maybe I wasn't. You'll never know. Oh no, no you're not walking. <laughs> yeah, now you're going I'm not back. Yeah. You walk this yeah. one back. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh man, uh, no. But you know, you, you, somebody has to play that role. So I'm glad I'm here for you guys to do just that. Guys, before we get out of here, we got about five minutes left. Anything you want to talk about, Eddie? Yeah, you guys brought it up before I got on the show about all the whining that's going on uh, with Ohio State. And and by the way, that includes Ryan Day, who's been talking about that hit with Javon Bullard. It's not like Kirby Smart ever talked about that Tyler Simmons play. The head coach is still talking about that. Well, I want to go back two things. Everybody talks about Mechie and Williams got hurt, and that's why Georgia won the national championship. Nobody ever talks about Colt McCoy going out in the first play of the game and Bama wins a national championship because of that. Nobody ever brings that up. And Ohio State, too, was gifted, in my opinion, a national championship against Miami for a phantom interference call. And that's never brought up, okay? But let's talk about Javon Bullard made a good hit against my player and knocked him out, and that's the reason Georgia won. And Mechie and Williams were hurt against Alabama, and that's the reason Georgia won. Screw all that. Sorry. It nah. goes both ways. You know, it's interesting. They always fail to point out that that play was reviewed and 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 what reversed. So, um, it's kind of, I mean, I, I guess it, you know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, right? I, I mean, if if they, you're going to have people who are going to disagree with that that kind of a play. 
especially when it's their school. And like I said earlier, you're going to have neutral observers who are going to say one thing and others who are going to say the other thing. Um, you're that kind of play. You're never going to have full agreement, but in real time, they reviewed that play and they ruled it away. And I think you have enough people who do see that rationally and say that it turned out to be the right call. It's a bang, bang play. You hate that the, the kid got injured and, and ended up with a concussion and had to leave the game. But that's that's the nature of the game that that they play. And uh, but you can't you can't play both sides of the fence. Yeah. I'm sorry. You yeah. got you you can't whine about this and then ignore what happened against Miami. Okay, that's my right. point. Uh, the injury excuse works both ways. It, I mean, Georgia right. was literally hurt. I brought this up. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. So Jameson Williams. I mean, George Pickens played in under 10 snaps, had 52 receiving yards. Jameson Williams played in more than double, had 65. He only had 10 more yards in him, and he played in more than double the amount of snaps. And prior to the year, George Pickens was the number one wide receiver before he tore his ACL in the draft. Mm -hmm. And I would argue he's a better player than Jameson Williams. He was hurt. Nobody brought that up. He played less than him. Adam Anderson was their best pass rusher and was at that point projected by Mel Kuyper to be the first Georgia player taken. He did not play their last, what, five or six games. Um, you have Tyke Smith, who brought in as an All-American, was a projected second-round pick. Yep. He was out. Uh, Brinney, like I said, was out. And then this past year, Darnell Washington, who you run your offense through, went out on the first drive. And you had Nolan Smith, a first-round pick edge rusher. Once again, your best edge rusher. He's out. And how did Ohio State beat, you know, score as much? Contain. C.J. Stroud got out of the pocket. Nolan Smith's the best at doing that in the country. So no one will ever bring up that for the winning team. Um, it's kind of like I said, you know, like when the Eagles won with literally a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl, um, nobody talked about that he was a backup. You know, they were like, oh, Nick's now a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's got to go to the Bears. Nobody brought that up, you know. So I don't understand why that's never brought up. This team's injured. This team's injured. No, we're just going to talk about the losing team had injuries. I, I don't like that. Everybody's injured. I do want to end the show, guys, with saying you, you guys know of AthlonSports.com, right? You've seen their their magazines, right? I just bought it. Yeah, everybody buys that magazine, the, the preseason mag, right? Just wanted to say they have in here Georgia Tech's location in Atlanta would be another reason for the Big Ten to expand at <laughs> a team in yeah, yeah, recruiting territory. Wow. Hey, I, I well, is this an outlet that like you own or something? Hey, I love I love them, but it it would have happened by now. Are you kidding me? Are you yeah, like Jason wants that because he wanted um man, who's his favorite coach of all time? Collins, Jeff Collins, my Jeff dude, Collins, my the Waffle House team. Yeah, the Waffle House. House. <laughs> Just saying, guys, I'm not the only one thinking it. So, but guys, join us next week as we have some more UGA fall camp. No more Georgia Tech talk next week. I promise you that. I will not bring them up. Uh, and, Darn it. Yeah. I know that's what a lot of you guys are watching for. Uh, but, you know, thank you, Andy. Drop that mic indeed. Yeah. You know, it's funny how that works, Jason. You bought the magazine, but then you don't want to watch the uh, the website. Hey, I, I am here. I am not somebody who is going to be upset or angry. I, I, I just disagree. But I still think it's a quality publication. I, I get it every year. Yeah. Well, I think this is a quality publication, too, and everybody gets it every week. You don't have to wait all year to get it. You get it every week. So, guys, before you leave, make sure you hit that like button. It shows my boss, Ryan Nabolsi, uh, that he should still employ me. So uh, that, that helps out a ton. And uh, we're going to have this up on the podcast. So for your Monday morning commute into work or school, wherever you're headed off to, we'll have it up for you so you can take a listen. For uh, Eddie from Ackworth, Ben Choppy Bachman, and Jason B U double T. 
I'm Paul Meharry. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you next Sunday, 730. Peace.